Okay, hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown, and it is finally time for the game co-design episodes. The first one features boss fight author Sebastian Deacon. He's a uh, Final Fantasy expert. He's a very funny guy to follow on social, and he's a friend of the show. So I think you're going to enjoy our check-in with him and the great idea that we eventually got to at the last minute during our co-design session. Uh, it was a ton of fun. I think it proved the concept for the show, and I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So check out this chat with Sebastian. Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam, and you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. that's everything okay thanks for uh thanks for doing this how's it going it's uh it's good it's good i uh i've been um unemployed for the past couple of months but i'm starting a new gig on wednesday so um just enjoying my last my last hours of freedom well congrats on uh on getting on somewhere i'm sorry you had to go thanks. through that seems like everyone's dealing with that right now yeah for sure which is strange it's i was in uh healthcare. Um, so it's strange because that's not like the industry that's experiencing oh, most yeah. of these layoffs. So um, I was just among the unlucky that was working in healthcare tech. <laughs> so, yeah. so RIP, but uh, <laughs> it sucked anyway. It was a bad gig anyway. I, I probably would. I probably would have left in the next few months if it hadn't been for the layoff. So we we rarely don't end up better off after these things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I am sick as a dog. I'm sorry. This this hit me. I, I'm good for like one head cold every like two years, and this is the week. So. Oh no! Oh no! Well, do you want to reschedule? I can do another time. I I can power through if you can stand it in your ears. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. No, it, it doesn't. You don't sound too bad at all. It's like, uh, well, I I knew you were starting a new gig, and I thought might be now or never. You know, so wanted to power through. Sure. Uh, also wanted to say thanks for being so quick to jump on board for this because you, I had several people say yes, but you were the first to book. So I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> I'm nothing if not punctual. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we can just kind of roll into it. Uh, I, I wanted to start sort of out of the gate after checking in and seeing how you were. And if you're excited about the new gig, um, how did the rest of the book launch go? That's what we talked about last time. Uh, it went really well. Yeah. Um, it got a, a pretty positive reception, uh, all around. So I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and, um, it, it, you know, it came out at, at kind of a weird time because, um, there was, uh, we were still undergoing that like paper shortage that was happening during the, the earlier days of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, so there was like a delay launching the hard copy like the hard, like the hard copy paperback book, hard copy paperback. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a delay launching the paperback. And I actually, I don't think still to this day, I still don't know if you can buy the paperback on Amazon, but oh, wow. um, yeah, but, uh, but all told, I mean, the, I think the sales have gone really well um, having, you know, like no uh, meter stick by which to measure, um, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. So um, and I, I think I think Boss Fight is pretty happy, too. So that's good. It, it feels like Boss Fight is kind of blowing up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing some really they had the uh, 
GoldenEye book just come out that's been um, like everyone's been raving about it. And um, this new Parappa the Rappa book that they're kickstarting. Um, I didn't their hear new about season. that. Yeah. So they're kickstarting their new season now. And uh, the first book that they announced is uh, for Parappa the Rappa. Awesome. And um, and or if you're, you know, if you're of high extraction, Parappa the Rappa. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So um, and I, they met their goal within, you know, like three hours or something. It was insane. It went so fast. Um, it was like I slept in a little bit and they were like 90 percent there. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, they've been doing they've been doing really great stuff. I'm really excited to see what else they have in store for this season. I'm excited as a consumer and a reader. Uh, I feel bad as a person. Like we both got a lot of writing contacts, like friends around social and stuff who are pitching books all the time. And people are coming to me yeah. like, Have you, you heard anything about boss fight? And I, I tell them like, yeah, I've, I've heard that they're booking years and years into the future and <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to get something through. So, Cause people are like, I guess my pitch wasn't just very good. Like probably not. They're probably just slammed. Like it was probably it, great. Yeah. Yeah, they t- I'm sure that they're I, I, they have a very like narrow window during which they accept um, pitches. And so I know that they're just they get like every season. It's just like more and more and more and more of them. So I don't envy um, Gabe and Mike, the two editors who are reading those through. It just it feels like it would be so much work. Um, and I hate reading so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll email with them once in a while while they're doing PR stuff, basically. And uh, yeah. Even just the the casual pleasantries, they seem just over fucking whelmed, like like yeah. super buried in communication and business and like as as a small indie publisher of basically just my own stuff, like I I see that and I'm like, oh, it could be worse. I could be successful, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's double edged sword. It is. I don't recall if um, I th- I thought we talked about if you were thinking about maybe doing another book along those lines, either with or without boss fight. Yeah. You know, I haven't really, um, I haven't, I I took a break from writing, um, during or after the book launched and, um, I have, I'm just now starting to like warm up to get back into it. So I haven't made any like decisions about whether or not I'm going to pitch, um, pitch more books elsewhere, but I have a completed manuscript that I put together during grad school. That's it's not video game related. Um, it's uh it's just like lyric essays um right you, that's so, what you mentioned yeah 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 so i've got that put together and i have like half started a, a, a translation project but but nothing you know like nothing that i'm really shopping around right now um my husband um is writing a book as well and so now he's going through the process of like pitching and querying literary agents and it's just i feel like only one of us can be doing it at a time because <laughs> yeah. it's just like such a such a mind a mind fuck um to to do that because it's just like so much work and you just like sit around twiddling your thumbs for so long waiting to hear back much like the poor folks who are pitching to boss fight right now um yeah. so i do hear from couples once in a while who are like we do such similar work e- even if it's anything that you pitch two people can't be pitching and receiving and, and trying to keep up with that at the same time. It seems like, uh, I don't know anybody who's, I could probably think of somebody who's doing it, but m- most people it's one or the other has to, has just, to sort yeah, of someone play has to be, support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone has to hold down the fort, um, and do like psychotherapy, you know, once a week, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to help keep the other person sane. So, um, but you know, I, he's got a really cool project. He's writing about, uh, um, Hayden work who was on, um, 
I Dream of Genie. He was uh, played Doctor Bellows, um, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, like the whoever the whoever the villain character was, he's going to murder me for not remembering the guy's name. But um, like one of the very first um, uh, out gay actors in in the television world, and so um, he's been writing a biography of of this guy and uh, just led like a tremendously interesting life. And so um, he's got actually a big chunk of the book written already, which is like which is why I'm surprised he hasn't gotten any bites from, yeah. from agents yet. Cause it's so much easier to sell something when it's like done in concrete. Um, but, uh, he'll, he'll find a good home for it. I know he will. Um, it's a really cool project. That is fascinating. I hope that that does land somewhere good. Uh, I can't imagine the work that would go into that. Like, does he have access to people or things to do that? It's been, he's been so resourceful. It's like, he's, he's put my research for my book to shame. Like, <laughs> It, it's insane. He's been like contacting like distant relatives of um uh of this guy. He, like find found a couple who lives on the Upper East Side here in New York. He's been like sending them pictures, like family photo albums to like scan in, and um he uh he's been going through like genealogy websites. He's found people that this guy's just hooked up with that the guy <laughs> hooked up with uh and like slept with one time there's <laughs> like interviewing them and i'm like how are you doing this like how how are you finding these people um and he's gone through like newspaper archives uh like just combed through them and found all these reviews of like shows that he's done in community theaters in tucson wow. or whatever like just all this crazy stuff and so he's putting together a really really detailed um a really, really detailed picture of this guy's life, but he has such a breezy writing style that it's it's going to be really interesting um, for folks to read once it once it gets published. I'm really excited about it. So wow, yeah, best of luck to him. Yes, yeah. yeah, I I do love that writing style where it's like this is incredibly dense, but we're going to try to make it you know read casually and yeah, there's no there's nothing better you can pick up and read usually. Yeah, yeah. He I think he's I think he's gonna master that uh once once this whole project is done. So I don't know. We'll see. It's yeah. exciting. How is the New York experience right now? How are things there? Well, it's for me a little weird because I still am in this uh this mindset of like just rarely leaving the apartment. Um yeah. but I'm this this um this new full time job I'm starting on on Wednesday um is a hybrid like work things. So I'm going to be going in twice a week. Uh, so I'm going to be getting the full New York experience with that. But, um, you know, people, I think it's starting to, I think it really is starting to get back to normal. I read the other day that subway ridership is like slowly creeping back up to where it had been pre pandemic <laughs> finally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the, the few times that I've been into Manhattan sort of, uh, uh, on foot, it hasn't felt too much different, like maybe a little bit less crowded than it used to. Yeah. But, um, uh, used to be, but um, I don't know. It was so crowded to begin with that it, it just maybe feels a little bit more manageable, <laughs> a little bit more manageable now than it used to. I can appreciate. I've been there since two thousand three, but I can oh, still wow. appreciate that because even then it was. Quite, I liked it. Like I liked hanging out yeah. there for a week, but I thought like living here. Well, I was a teenager at the time, but I thought living here would be a super cha- like a big big adjustment at least. You know. The good news is no one can afford to live in Manhattan. So everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone's out, out in the boroughs. So I'm out in Queens, um, which I really love, but, uh, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm we've progressively moved further and further from Queens in the 13 years that I've lived here, or further and further from Manhattan in the, in the 13 years I've lived here. So now it's like a 40 minute train ride from here into the first stop in Manhattan. So hmm. um, I, I live out in in Jamaica, so um, not as tropical as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. We did a we did a small version of that in St. Louis because obviously everything in St. Louis is a small version of what's in New York. But uh, <laughs> we kind of did do the same thing where we crept like my wife and I both grew up just across the river in Illinois. And obviously okay. those two places are very, very different if you're not in Chicago and those are far apart. So we we did the same thing. We like left our house in St. Louis County which all through the pandemic had the worst numbers, the worst vaccination rates. Everything was a disaster. Yeah. And we crept back across to the Illinois side because we thought we're working remotely too. Everything we do is from here. We're homeschooling. We have an opportunity to get away from what's happening here. And so we thought that was right for us. And during the move, I got COVID for the first time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's not what I'm dealing with now. But that was uh, within the last four months, two two or three months. Uh, I. I she and I both caught it at the same time. We were mostly asymptomatic, but I thought, isn't that perfect? Because we, yeah. this whole time, we were the same way. We locked it down. We stayed in the house. We ordered groceries in. We, uh, you know, we, and we weren't participating in everything we would like to. And I mean, the moment, like we hired some help moving. And I think that's probably how we got exposed and, and, and caught yeah. it. So it's like they say, this is, this is life now. And we're very fortunate that. It's, you know, it's not a death sentence necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. boy, we've come a long way, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is a lot less terrifying. Um, long COVID is still a weird, uh, a weird kind of unknown quantity for everyone, but you know, at least you make it past the first, the first, uh, worst wave of it nowadays. So I think everybody's done a tremendous job of everybody who gets it, did a tremendous job of being supportive. And I, I like what I'm seeing with people who are understanding of the other folks who are not ready to come back out, you know, and still want to keep it pretty locked down. Like I, depending on where you are, I think people are getting it and, and that's encouraging. Yeah. 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 It'll take a while for us to sort of really understand uh, the, like the public health implications of it. The job I'm starting coincidentally is in public health. I'm going to be working for Columbia's school of public health. Um, but and so that's that's actually what I'm really excited about the job is to like learn about like all of the things I'm not learning about COVID right now because it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. This is my first foray into that space. So yeah, um, that's gonna be a huge space of study and exploration yeah. for the re probably the rest of our lives. I would guess. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, for sure. We're, we're gonna we're gonna be finding stuff out about this for fifty years easy. And yeah, uh, if I make it a day past the next fifty years, that's. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be great. I'm, I'm excited, to, not excited. I'm eager to see what we learn about this time and how, we, how we did in terms of like the early assumptions about the disease and, uh, the things we tried. Like I remember when this very first start, we don't have to stay on this topic forever, but <laughs> that's fine by me. I remember when it first started and they thought like, we think people with the A blood type are going to get this the worst. And I'm like, <laughs> Shit. And for a year, at least, I was terrified because I was the only person in the house who had that blood type. And I thought, like, I, it'll take I'll be the guy because it, it was so random, like the people who really got hit hard and the people who were fine. I thought I'll be the guy who is alone in the ICU. And I 
And then and now they're like, oh, no, that didn't that didn't turn out to be anything. Like, yeah, that was like people also people wiping down like their tongues with Lysol, you know, like oh God, yeah. like doing like just disinfecting everything. And uh, I remember those days, too. I still have like um, I still have like a box of uh, like latex gloves um, oh, yeah. to use to touch everything. Like when I was taking out my trash. So like, I mean, it's half full. Um, it's like by the time I finally got my hands on some, they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's not a thing anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping one of the upsides of this unemployment stretch for you has been based on your tweets. It looks like you're getting to keep up with some of the games you want to play. What have you been playing lately? Um, so the one that I'm really excited about is the new theater rhythm, final fantasy on like unsurprisingly the new final fantasy music game. Um, I've, yeah. I've been playing the demo of that, um, like up and down and it's just, it's a blast. Um, I'm revisiting, uh, Cup, I, I revisited Dragon Quest 3 um, for the first time in a really, really long time. Um, and uh, that was interesting. Hmm. Um, uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've seen a lot of Splatoon tweets. A lot of Splatoon. Oh, my God. A lot of Splatoon. <laughs> I actually, um, I convinced, uh, I was trying to get my one of my best friends from from high school to start playing splatoon and i couldn't convince him to do it so i just bought a copy and mailed it to his house and i was like just just play it with me and yeah. then if you like it just pay me back yeah. uh, <laughs> you know he never paid me back but we we started playing together a lot and um i don't know that one's that one's a blast i've never really been one for first person shooters i just like i panic with all of the oh yeah with, with the third dimension added in i just freak out um Give me a platformer and I'll, I'll go, I'll, uh, I'll mop the floor with folks, but with a, with a first person shooter, I just, um, but this one, for some reason, I guess because it's so cartoonish, yeah. uh, and because it's really like an all ages crowd who's playing it, I feel a little less stupid every time, every time I, uh, every time I log in and play with folks online. And plus there's no expectation for anyone to be good. Right. Yeah. Like there's just like, you don't have to, you know, um, so, so yeah, that one's been, that one has been a blast. That one's been really, really fun. And, um, I was just the other night, um, starting to dive into, uh, uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I've played it. If I, you can believe that. I've, I've heard really, really good things about it. Um, and I've been sort of putting off playing it because just like, I did something about it. Um, just like, seems like it, it wouldn't be for me, but, um, I finally was like, I need something that's not animal crossing. That's going to like <laughs> fill that void. And this yeah. feels like it, it might be it. So I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a shot. I'm not fully sold on it yet, but, um, but I'm giving it a shot. I, I tend to, I haven't really gone into the, um, any of the big, um, big things, uh, that have come out recently. I don't think I have a huge backlog too. I'm, I'm just now like finishing up, uh, great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah. Um, from from back in the day so um so that's that's how far behind i am <laughs> on games I, it's a I little played, embarrassing no no that's not embarrassing because i mean i feel like people barely even talk about backlogs anymore because now i feel like there's an assumption that if you've yeah. played any video game you have a backlog that will last longer than your natural life yeah so i i think and i think that's perfectly reasonable with things like game pass and you know humble bundles and all, all that so we've all got yeah. I don't even know what my Steam library looks like. It's probably up 
five, 600 games. I've probably played 200 of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think I might be in the same boat. I, I tend, I don't play it as much on my PC, but I definitely have a big steam library. That's just been like, it's been collecting dust. So Pentiment is next on my list, uh, the, which I think is on steam. Um, I downloaded that last night. Haven't played it yet. I've heard nothing but amazing things, and it seems like it's right up my alley. I mean, that medieval, give me that medieval bullshit. Yeah. Um, hook, it up to, hook it up to my veins. Uh, I studied medieval French lit in college, and I'm just like, I'm so ready to go with it. So You should have worked excited. on this, yeah. I, I, I wish they had asked me, hello. Um, <laughs> not that I, I was... go around advertising that credential online. but <laughs> I'm that same dude. I'm like, oh, I would have been perfect for this. Not that I ever apply to game studios, but... I would yeah. be perfect for this. <laughs> but I, I downloaded that. La- Yesterday was my day where it was like, you have one or two days where the cold is just awful. And for me, that was uh, yesterday evening. So I laid in bed, downloaded. Um, I downloaded that and I downloaded Octopath Traveler for the first time because yeah. I'm super late on that. And that that's the one I played. I love that. That was really cool. It's really, yeah, I played, um, I played about half of that and I, I think I was playing it while I was traveling. And then by the time I got back from whatever trip, I was like so distracted that I took a break and came back and forgot where I was naturally. So I know this, the second one's coming out soon. So I want to go back and, um, work my way back through the first one because it was really fun and the music's great. Yeah. It's like the vibe is cool. The, the art's really neat. Uh, and I was thinking like back to when I was first discovering like, Chrono Trigger or, you know, game older games like that. I thought like, man, what if they could have done this back then? I would have I would have never left the screen. Now, it's very much. Yeah, that's an example of a game that was so beautiful back then. Like uh, the art was very compelling back then. But, you know, the retro stuff, if they could have done this, I'm, I'm so glad that my kid is only like a little into games because he's about the age I really fell for it. And I thought, I don't know if I would let him do what I'm doing. Or if I would let him do now what I did back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. My mom thought that I was like possessed. Um, She thought I was obsessed with Nintendo. I mean, I was obsessed with Nintendo, let's be fair. But I think she thought it was reaching sort of unhealthy levels. Maybe it did. I don't know. Got me a book. Got me a book deal. So I think we talked about that last time when you were last on the show. We (laughs) talked about parents not being completely convinced that video games weren't a little bit evil. And, uh, yeah, I, I was in that boat where my parents were like, I, we don't know how kids are going to do like mentally with these things. Like you can't do that. I'm like, okay. And now we're in, now we're in another satanic panic, but it's with drag, which is another thing I'm really into. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just feels like I'm hitting every wave every time they, every time they come through. And I feel like, why does anyone care? Why does it? <laughs> I don't know. About I have no idea. Video games, about Dungeons and Dragons, about drag, about anything you want to do with your friends. Ah, oh, I forgot about Dungeons and Dragons. That yeah. was like the original. That was the big one. Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. I uh, and I, I knew friends who wanted to play, and their parents were straight up like they had watched the Tom Hanks movie, and they're like, "We're not having this. <laughs> this is not going to take place." I've never watched it, but it must be very compelling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten into that one too, but never have. I've I've played a couple of times and I, I like it. I think I think it's I think they should use that storytelling methodology to teach kids. Like I, I don't think we've completely nailed that yet. Oh. But to to sit a kid down and just 
you know, it doesn't have to be dwarves and whatever else. But if you tell a kid, like, imagine you're a kid at the edge of a forest and you can go forward or you can go left and just come up with the stuff as they make choices and stuff and really get their imagination working. Like what? Maybe I'm missing. There's been a huge body of work on that. Maybe I, I just don't know about it, but I think like, why don't we do a ton of that with kids? I don't. Hey, you're homeschooling. Now's your shot. Yeah. Math time. Okay. You're at the edge of a clearing. <laughs> there are three trees. There's a, yeah, there's a monster <laughs> with 45 health points. Yeah. <laughs> We should jump in and see if we can come up Let's with a it. good uh, a good game idea. I've I've thought about I've given this some thought and I'm going to try to share my screen and do the whiteboard feature and we can you'll have to tell me if this uh, shows up and looks okay. Should be a oh, white screen. It, it's gorgeous. I'm seeing it in living color. Time to ship it. I think we're done. <laughs> so if we were starting a game jam together today. What, okay. what kinds of games would you have in mind? And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer and you don't have to have an answer at all. But is there anything that jumps into mind? Um, I think so. If we were doing if we were doing one that had a quick turnaround, I think a, an RPG might, unless it were a very, very tiny, slim one. I think that might be a little too ambitious for a short just because there's so much storytelling involved. Sure. Um, Although you you have more experience developing games than I do, so um, slap me across the face if I say anything wrong. No, uh, not so far. I mean, it's a good concern. Like I, I've I've tried to tackle that kind of thing during a jam, and what I've found is you can sort of get the bones in place. Mm -hmm. it, there won't be a t there probably won't be a ton of content on top of that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I like games where you collect things uh, or catalog things. I think those are really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously platformers or or your Metroidvanias of the world are are super fun as well. For sure. Love love a game about depression. Can I just say I love a game about depression? Depression um, subgenre. <laughs> depression the depression subgenre of Animal Crossing. Um I like games that are funny too. Um, maybe it's because I'm a depressed person who uses humor as a coping mechanism. Um, with you. What else? I think pixel graphics are great. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit, um, a little bit easier to, to work with. Um, Usually. Yeah. Versus like, you know, full 3d, uh, experience. I can, I'm really good at very fast, crappy 3d. So that, that isn't off oh, the table, but that could be fun too. <laughs> and I, I love that that's personally something that I'm like, if you think of like, what's a good example, like the old um, driver on the PlayStation one, like I, I liked driving games and uh, uh -huh. that's kind of really poor 3d that I absolutely love. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like a driving or flying, uh, flying sim as well would be, would be cool. Yeah. What are I good did games? Have... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, what are good games that use like two or three of these, uh, elements we've collected here i wonder uh i mean i mentioned animal crossing earlier yeah uh, which is they which is i think pretty funny um from time to time i mean sometimes it's very very funny and most of the time it's just like oh that was cute uh and also has your your collecting and cataloging cataloging you play it when you're depressed not really depression subgenre though we all played um, it when we were depressed uh, we, when, when we the all last did, one came we? out we we're collectively all depressed. <laughs> Earthbound. Oh, yeah. um, uh, although, you know, I get that's a JRPG. 
Um, but I love that. I love that dry, that dry sort of meta humor um, that Earthbound and, and Mother have. Yeah, nice. This is good. This is a good start. What what thoughts do you have? So I I like the direction we're going here. I I like the idea of maybe like a retro pixel art uh, game that sort of still approaches the uh, the Animal Crossing look and feel, like walking around the town towns spaces in between. I th- I think that'd be an easy way to do that kind of thing. Almost, um, we well, you've almost kind of got Zelda at that point, but um, but Zelda type look and feel, but with I'd say deeper mechanics than just combat like you're mm. you're you've, you've got something to accomplish and uh maybe you're some kind of expert out to figure something out it's yeah very general yeah i was reading a, a tweet thread the other day um and gosh i wish i could remember who tweeted it um about games that try to avoid combat and why it's so difficult just because and it's really just because it's it's such a familiar mechanic like we already understand all of these elements um that have to do with combat like hit points magic points but i would love to not do not avoid or or not do combat if we can avoid it um yeah and we should focus on one type of mechanic anyway and I, i'm with you yeah. there i don't think we should have like swords and shit on top of it <laughs> yeah yeah totally with you but yeah i like uh i like a sort of a provincial feeling zelda um idea uh with the top down hmm. we're also very close to pokemon i realize oh my god oh my god we are we, oh oops, we, in episode one we accidentally designed pokemon <laughs> so be on the lookout <laughs> uh what would make you happier than you know finding little little pokemon that's that's true though that that's a good angle they couldn't have taken with pokemon like you're bummed out and uh you should you should go connect with these little animals yeah, <laughs> I had uh, an idea ages ago. Now that we're talking about animals and um, collecting, cataloging thing, this it reminds me of this idea that I had a while ago for a game. I think it, it was like a dumb tweet that I tweeted, like after I had taken my nighttime medication. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was for uh, I decided that I wanted to make a game called Sister B about a bee who was a nun who her goal was to visit all of the different kinds of flowers and use them to make different kinds of honey. Holy cow. Um, and I don't know why she was a nun. That part remains a mystery to me. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe she lives in a convent with other bees. Definitely got to capture that. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I kind of like when a game abandons the human race entirely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just just because it's like it's not done very often. And uh, I think yeah. it's hard to do it well, because yeah, once once you're dealing with, you know, bees, for example, it's like you run into stuff that doesn't make sense either for the bee or for humans. And it's like, right. but yeah, I've always been interested in that kind of thing, too. Got a got a bee RPG here. A bee. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, I, I hope, I hope we don't get sued by Jerry Seinfeld and his team, uh, from a B movie. Yeah. That would really put this thing on the map. Uh, Oh, wouldn't it? Oh, let's try to do that. The old let's Seinfeld get... cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> let's try to get sued. Um, <laughs> um, what else? Uh, okay. So are we still thinking, uh, of ideas about what the game could be like, or are we now thinking about be like in terms of mechanics or now are we thinking about like what the skin of it is going to be? 
I don't think we have to move too far ahead yet. If you've got something okay. strong, let's let's look at it. Okay. I'm just trying to to decide where um what kinds of of spitballs I should throw out. I also don't um, want to step on a good idea that you had so we can do a silly, you know, one week thing together and then you feel like you can't uh tackle something cool later, you know. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, I am and is it ever going to happen? Probably not. Also, I just, you know, put the idea out into the universe again. So the more I say it, the more likely it is that someone else is just going to do it. <laughs> that's, that's true. Now, I... now the race is on. You're right. We had to cut 20 minutes out of the episode for unknown reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Other ideas. If we're doing non-humans, what are some fun non-human things that we can do? Cats are always a good bet. Sure. I wish there was a good, like, Red Panda game. Oh, yes. Can you imagine? Love a Red Panda. We've got some at our local zoo, and I was was fixated on the Red Panda right away. I was like, look at this guy. Like, we never talk about Red Pandas. They're so great. Dinosaurs. Always fun to play with dinosaurs. I don't know. What about uh, uh, skeletons? Good, good. <laughs> it's not technically a human. It's just inside of a human. Um, Skeletons, that sort, of, that sort of opens up a lot of directions you could go. Like, you've got a partial body. Uh, you've got yeah. a million kinds of bones. There's, there's mm-hmm. maybe something there. Yeah, the bone collector. You could upgrade yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a $6 million skeleton. Man, what else is... On, uh, I mean, we were talking about flowers earlier, but plants might be interesting. Yeah, I've um, thought about plant games before. Uh, stars, like a sort of interstellar star thing. There was there was a, an idea I had about plants when I was reading about how uh, they they become strongest during the night. Um, in many cases, mm. because that's when they're like, "Oh shit, where'd the light go?" <laughs> so like that's that's when they. I don't know. They work on becoming sturdy and strong during that time. And I was thinking like, what if there was a way to do a game where you try to make plants grow and it's almost puzzle like where you can see, I I sort of pictured a big turning wheel of like the sun on top. Let me, let me kind of draw what I'm talking about here. I think I see where you're going. I think I see where you're going. Yeah. And it's, that looks like a fried egg and uh, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a turning wheel you know, moon is down here and the plants are, you know, just, just trying to live and survive. And I don't know if there'd be a player running around doing stuff during that time, but this, this wheel of time would always be turning and you'd have to do certain things at certain times. I think that's about as far as I got with it. Hmm. Yeah. Because I realized that that is going to be complicated. (laughs) Yeah, it would be, but it could be fun. There's almost a Stardew Valley direction you can go with that as well, because, you know, I I love the idea of like farming stuff or trying to grow different things. So it, it could be a lot simpler in terms of like almost an Animal Crossing vibe, but much more of a focus on like what you can grow and harvest. And like, mm-hmm. you know, may, maybe there's not a, a ton of story above that or maybe there is. Yeah. Red Panda's growing skeletons. Is that anything? <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs versus red pandas. Um, <laughs> yeah, growing growing is an interesting is an interesting challenge. Uh, would be an interesting challenge to 
mechanize. And I mean, growing in terms of um, not farming, but actually like you, your character, your aim is to grow. Ah, um, we're kind of back to like upgradable skeleton, but but no you're 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 totally right um because there's there's a lot that an entity needs to grow so there's there's of you know room for goals and and challenges there i'm just sorry now that we're talking about like upgradable skeletons i'm just imagining what that would look like how you would get like if if it's a game where you start out as a bone Yeah. And you your goal is to find all of the other bones and make a skeleton. What would that look like? Like I'm just imagining like a like a skull on the ground like chomping around like looking for I don't know, vertebrae. Like um, um like how they try to reassemble themselves in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yes. But like that would be fun. Like it's it's it kind of would be fun. Almost like a katamari type type situation oh um, yeah or and get you could grow into like different stuff like they're you know based on what you collected mm. you, you could be a dinosaur instead i don't know you could grow into a dinosaur that almost takes on an unpleasant horror element uh, <laughs> oh yeah like, that like, might oh, be a little out of that's that's a dinosaur made of man bones no one likes that <laughs> i think i don't think it would be hard to do to to do like a collecting bones uh thing they would have to be obviously they'd be fairly generic bones but you know may, maybe it's a thing where you're given a kind of skeleton like this is this is a little kitty cat and you you know you need the following bones to do it you need two of this for the leg and you know tail or whatever i would have to learn biology but (laughs) (laughs) oh maybe yeah maybe that's a barrier uh, an unnecessary barrier for my lack of knowledge of bones in the first place yeah (laughs) i'm just trying to pick like what are the different bones um yeah maybe that maybe that's gonna make it too complicated archaeology there there aren't really is there a good archaeology game there must be like can you do a dig in a game that feels like that must exist on mobile at least yeah well i mean there's there's dig dug (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the the original, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're close. Yeah, archaeology would be fun. Yeah, like a red panda archaeologist searching for the um ruins of a red panda civilization long since gone. Man, I would play the hell out of that. I would too, <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> I would be very excited about that. Um there yeah. There could be Okay, so like a top-down Animal Crossing type thing, but you're maybe managing a dig of some kind. Uh, yes. And you decide, it, it almost becomes like a little bit of a management type thing where you decide like where to focus based on some kind of clues. And, you know, maybe you find exactly what you're looking for. Maybe you have to keep working on it. Like, I, I could see potential there. I like this. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, it's the idea of you're digging up like an animal crossing village that someone has left dormant for, you know, a hundred months or whatever. This, this is going to be the one where on the very first episode where I try this, I fall for an idea and work on it for the next five years. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, that's cool though. I I like that. So 
dig and uh <laughs> I'm already laughing at my attempt to draw <laughs> like a suitable <laughs> Okay, wait, now that I've said that out loud, what if that is the premise of the game? You are a cartoon animal archaeologist digging up the remains of a village that a player who never appears in the game left behind ages ago. Oh my god, that is so strong. Holy shit. So, man, holy cow. I have chills. There could be bones. <laughs> there could also be bones. I don't know. We don't have to. We don't have to put bones in. Bones, uh, bones everywhere. everywhere. Bones everywhere. Okay. Okay. God, that's awesome. I like. I really like this idea. I I uh, so I, I do homeschool with my kid, and we just read a book recently about how they like top to bottom how they try to investigate what they think was the site of a civilization and they broke it down in such a way that kids could understand it and that I could Uh understand it because I wouldn't have either, but they, with very basic clues, they knew that like, okay, there were tent poles here and they would find the garbage, which is how they learned the most. And like, this was the burial site. I think if I were to reference that and find very Mm. simple stuff we could leave for the player, Mm -hmm. we could really have something here. I love that idea. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I just looked up a red panda and I didn't draw the worst red panda here. That was uh there he is. Didn't you? <laughs> I promise it'll be better. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, definitely like using um that would be a good um like using very basic beginner like archaeology principles. Um easy thing to look up um probably an easy thing to implement the fun part uh for the player would be putting the clues together definitely there's like a sim aspect like a sim almost like i don't know a reverse sim city aspect of it that's going on the box reverse Reverse sim city (laughs) and maybe you know like maybe there's an aspect of it where it's there's no right or wrong answer and the the player just gets to be creative um, and make fun, creative decisions. And then at the end, uh, they, I don't know, maybe they get to see the civilization in action at the end totally. for a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, I, this is super, super inside baseball here, but I remember the super nintendo version of the old civilization games where it would show you that it would show you like you've reached the whatever age and here's just a little scrolling picture of the you know the people of that time and i thought like god this is great <laughs> you know, my, yeah my 15 year old ass like this this is just swell this is great <laughs> and i could see this being the kind of game that could like reset itself and give you something else too like you would just need a wider collection of things to discover and yeah. based on those clues, it can tell you what the the thing was like at, at the end of the play session. Obviously, that's way yeah. down the road. But holy shit, I think we I think we really found something here. Yeah. And it could be it could be set in the present. It could also be like space red pandas of the future. Sure. Uh, looking for a civilization that's set in what we would consider present day. So they have like fun, high tech tools tricorders yeah futuristic tools 
just an idea. It doesn't solve, have to, it doesn't. That'll solve a ton of problems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this. We'll start. We'll start relatively modern. And every time there's a, a problem I can't solve, we throw a futuristic tool at it. Exactly. Yes, that's a, a principle I learned in one of my TV writing classes in grad school. Is when when you when you can't solve a problem, you hang a lantern on it <laughs> uh, so that everyone sees that that you put some kind of stupid band aid. Uh, but it's such a funny stupid band aid. Um, <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Just gonna give him a little helmet. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It looks more like a pig than a red panda. Yeah, it's it's pig or dog <laughs> dog like. Yeah, it's big dog, three legged dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be rooting for him? Like, you can do it, buddy. Yeah, three legged dog archaeologist. I don't know. This is outstanding. I I love the uh, discovering something a player left behind because that's something I think about when I, <laughs> if you can if you can submerse yourself in Animal Crossing at all, you do think about that. You think like I spent all that time on this thing, and it's just it's just ruins now. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just sitting anymore. there. It's a universal experience. There's also something very uh, depressing about it, or yeah, or touching because there's an element of pathos like what if these animals like left behind in this village were connected to the player emotionally (laughs) yeah how heartbreaking would that be their god abandoned them or you know their village mayor or whatever and their civilization fell to ruins and there's Um, there's room to leave behind clues that like do tell a story about you know something like that like after you know, however they refer to the player, you know, after they went away, uh, yeah. you know, we, we did our best to carry on, but you know, our, uh, our Harbor broke down and, uh, you know, our, our ships never came in anymore and, you know, stuff like that. Oh God, this is breaking my heart. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm going to tone it down a little bit, but <laughs> no, I don't think we should. Uh, I mean, we wanted a game about depression too. Right. Um, so <laughs> I didn't know we were going to try to make people depressed, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. This is cool. There's a lot to work with here. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot to think about. The way I intend to do this is I'm going to be working on this for at least a week. I don't know if, if I don't get to record with anybody else, I'll just work on this till I get to do the next one. And, um, I'll, I'll for sure hit you up. And if you want to add any ideas to this thing, I'll show you what's going on while I do it. And, um, Feel free to to add or go yes or no, and this will just be our little our little thing. And um, love it. And what else was I going to say? Oh, um, toward the end, I'll I'll get you like a playable version of what we sort of came up with, and um, I'll send you a link. You can maybe just like either through the browser or through the app, you can drop just a, a voice message, so we don't have to like have a time where we can get on the phone at the same time. Um, mm. And you can just you know drop a wrap up loved this or you know this is comically terrible or whatever and we'll, we'll just kind of close out the episode with it like i'll explain my part of it and my process a little bit and um i'll throw it over to you for your thoughts and that'll be the episode like that'll be the thing awesome cool i'm excited like i this could have gone <laughs> with with the wrong guest this could have gone i could have been very discouraged and thought like oh my god i told everyone i was going to do this and it's not going to work <laughs> I think this is going to work. So thank you for your ideas and thank you for yeah, of course. all that. So um, I'll uh, let's, let's also do plugs. If anybody's plug the book, plug whatever you're doing online. 
Uh, yeah, so um, you can find me on Twitter at Sebsational. Um, that's sensational, but with a B, um, like my name. Uh, and um, pick up a copy of my book, Final Fantasy VI from Boss Fight Books. Um, it's about the music of the Final Fantasy VI uh, game. And um, uh, yeah, that's all. That's the that's the plugs I got. Best of luck to uh, it's it's Brett, right? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to hear good news about that soon. That, that's a great idea, and uh, he's clearly the right guy to do it. He's working hard, apparently. So, best yeah, he is. He is. Positive thoughts on that. So uh, cool. I, okay. I'll get to work on this, and I'll, I'll be in touch with you in a while. Sounds great. Cool. Okay, big thanks again to Sebastian Deacon for coming on, for doing all that, and for being such a good sport. We talked about trying to have the game done or a prototype or something done for this episode. I don't think that's feasible for several reasons, but I like the idea so much, I want to let the clock run, maybe do a progress episode next week, show off some different mechanics and things and tell some stories and, uh, you know, really give this thing a chance. Because uh, again, <laughs> what a fun chat, what a fun idea we came up with. So. Hope you'll be a good sport about that like he was, and I hope you enjoy this new format for the show. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe wherever you're listening. Please follow along at CodeWritePlay.com. We've got show notes, articles, and more. And if you want to follow on social, hit up GameDevPod, CodeWritePlay, or MechaToddzilla with 1D and 2Ls on Twitter. Let me know how you're enjoying this. Throw out ideas for mechanics for the game, opinions on what to do, content ideas, whatever you want. This can be whatever we want it to be. I've been asked to plug the Discord server. We have a CodeWritePlay Discord server, which you can find the link at CodeWritePlay.com, or you can probably just search for it. But we do have some people who would love to have more activity on the Discord server. So keep that in mind. Otherwise, we will check in with you again next week. Everybody make me proud out there this week, and we will talk to you later. Thanks.